When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome back to the kind of funny screencast. They said it couldn't be done. They said Tad Bane will not show up. They said his hat won't be here. Oh, they baby. Anthony. So they didn't say, they didn't say couldn't. They said think about it. They said think about whether they should. Here's the thing. This show, we got the cameos, man. But of course, we got Luke. We got Ahsoka. We got R2. We got all the. There's so many cameos. Anything is possible that we might even get a cameo of Boba Fett next episode. It's crazy. I'm really I think fingers crossed. I, he might show up. I think up. the big the big head of the syndicate is size noodles. <laughs> we kept asking if we could. We forgot to stop and ask if we should. And we're Sometimes about to discuss ILM, that. You be like, we have computers. I wonder what we can do with them. <laughs> I am so, so excited to talk about this episode with you guys. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I am joined by the sad boy himself, Barrett Courtney. Oh, I'm sorry. You must have had me mistaken <laughs> for someone else there, young man. Now, I just, I'm so sorry. I know I have not yet been introduced. This man, of course, the one and only Anthony Carboni. Thank you very much. Uh, were you going for cowboy and found that you only had one piece cosplay left over? So this is my wife's sun hat that uh, she was, uh, you know, uh, thankfully she left it behind before going home uh, this morning because um, she was thinking about bringing it with her. But she let me uh, have it for my really shitty uh, 1 a.m. idea of dressing up as, uh, you know, free version of cosplay Cad Bane. Sad Bane is what Bane we're going to call it. Sad Bane. Sad Bane. There you go. And rounding out the group, of course, it is Pixel Circus's own Sage Ryan. Y'all, I had been like slowly escalating my Star Wars themed outfits uh, throughout the course of the show so far. And I had saved this one for the finale, but like, we don't top this. You we just don't. don't. Top this. We, yeah. Next week doesn't matter anymore. I'm not worried yeah. about next week. This was Yeah, it. what's next week going to do? Talk about what, Boba Fett? What could it possibly do? Like, <laughs> oh, oh my what, lord. Is it just going to tell the story of Boba Fett? I don't know. <laughs> the whole book of Boba Fett is next episode. <laughs> So much to talk about. This is the kind of funny screencast for each and every week. We get together to talk about the latest in movie, TV, and trailers. Uh, we have a whole bunch going on this week. Of course, we have Book of Boba Fett right now. Uh, tomorrow, we got Peacemaker. And then Friday, we're giving you a little bit of that jackass forever. I love our lives. What a time to be alive to talk oh, about all of I gotta, these I got to jump on your Peacemaker series because I did not expect to love Peacemaker as much as I've been loving it. It right? surprised me. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's an incredible show. So and if you guys good. haven't been watching it, you you should definitely, definitely catch up. And a, a random other shout out, The After Party on Apple TV. It's from mm. uh, the 21 yeah. Jump Street people. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Three episodes out right now. And I, I can't believe how freaking funny it is. But that's not what we're talking about today. There's so much to talk about. You can watch the show on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for 
kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free and if you wanted to watch live as it's being recorded you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers gordon mcguire molecule and at james davis makes it done today we're brought to you by doordash but we'll talk about that later we got to get right into it i want to start with you sage what do you think of this episode this episode, once again, of The Mandalorian was incredible. Uh, I did enjoy that we did kind of start to meld the worlds just a little bit. Uh, it is definitely about Mando. Um, but I will say, uh, this episode hurt my feelings in a way that I thought we had peaked at um, with, the, with the bunny rabbit droid. The moment <laughs> in which Grogu has to remember sad shit was honestly really mean and I'm mad. Yeah. That was I just you know, feel like that it, was really messed up. It was fucked up. Doing the math on Grogu literally being there during Order 66, I was like, oh no. He was just a young boy of like 20. <laughs> I know that we know that Luke has done a lot of messed up things and we already understand that Luke is a very flawed man, but this might yeah. be the worst thing he's ever done. And not the only <laughs> terrible thing he does to Grogu this episode. No! <laughs> hey, listen, you gotta look at the teacher. When you look at well, when you look at Bonkers Dago Yoda, not prequels Yoda, but when you look at Bonkers Dago Yoda who's just hitting people on the heads with sticks and like, you know, he lives with a, he splits his apartment with a snake and shit. Like he's a weird guy. And yeah, Luca's teacher is interesting to see. Just like number one, because be with children. Yeah. Cause he can't be <laughs> number one. Cause he can't be trusted with children. Number two, uh, because I can't believe they pulled the effect off. Dude. I mean, right. Can we just talk about it? Like it is potentially it. the greatest glow up of all time. I know, it's, dude. I, let's just get it out there. Of course, it's not perfect. Guess what? Mark Hamill is not a twenty year old man. Like that is impossible. This is so close to like wow. I, it's not even close. It it succeeds my. This just fucking works. I can't believe we got a full episode with Luke fucking Skywalker, and it was just like, yeah, cool. There That's a character. Were, That's Luke. There were maybe a couple times visually. I was never. I was never bummed. Like I like first oh, God, season yeah. Mando, like Mando when he showed up in Mando, I was like, yeah. yike, yeah, it, keep it him rough. at a medium wide. And and there was um, a, there was a reason that he's only in like a minute of that, right? Yeah. Right. Well, they were and you know, they were working out. They've been working on that process forever. You think about right. the Tarkin and the Leia and and the the way they've been trying to do this with real people for years and how they've been getting better and better and better at it. Um it never visually took me out of it there were some moments because you know it's a blend of the way they do it is it's a blend of mark's performance and mm -hmm. then recordings of mark's old voice and they use synthesis to put them together yeah audibly mark it, can't mark can't sound like that anymore. right his, right his his vocal quality has changed uh you can only play his raspy joker for so many years before <laughs> it starts affecting everything yeah but yeah uh there were a couple times where line reads or lip sync i was a little like Okay. Yeah. The line okay. reads were the biggest snag for me as well. I think there were moments where I was just like, oh, robot Luke. Okay. Yeah. And it's a bummer because I think it really lessens the impact and the 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 power of Luke Skywalker as a character when we are taken out of it, whether it is like, oh, his eyes looking weird or it's sounding weird and all this stuff. And I do agree that like the line reads and the way that the the voices I'm like it it's just further proof that I wish they just went with Sebastian Stan. I would I wish yeah. they just went with a different actor, like 
to, give to me just my let boy. this be a character. Yeah. Yeah. He do can it. do it. Make him Luke. Yeah. He can yeah. do it and actually make Luke Skywalker have emotions in, you know, current Star Wars stuff He's and not make him sound like a fucking robot. Whatever holding cell, they keep people that are still halfway through their Marvel contracts. He's on Disney campus. Mm-hmm. He owes them X number of films. I know, make man. him Luke Skywalker. But you know, that's the like, this is something that that is part of Lucasfilm's DNA. It's part of it's part of George and it's part of ILM. It's that thing of like, we know it's not ready, but we're gonna get it as close to there as possible so you see it and you keep going with it. And that's how they build these technologies. They have to be the first to do it. It's a good and, point. You know, when I you know, like I'm saying, like when you go back to Rogue One and you go back to, you know, and you think about like the Tarkin stuff and you think about the Leia stuff and you think about everything they've done and the and the carry the carry stuff in episode nine, you're like, oh, they they're getting exponentially better. They and are. it's only because they keep pushing it. Uh I will say that uh it helps to be acting against the most adorable puppet character in the history of ever. Yeah. Because, baby, I'm just looking at Grogu. Who isn't? Also, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> We're both too polite. I, I thought it was so interesting. I was watching that scene and I was just like, neither of those people are there. Yeah, it's crazy. That's just that is the fun of Star Wars. And like uh, this episode is so crazy to think about existing first off. And like last episode had uh, just the insanity of like, OK, cool. We got the Mandalorian in an N1 Starfighter doing the, like so many just things that I never thought we'd see together. And this episode is just that times a thousand like Luke and Ahsoka. Barrett, this feels like me and you kind of doing the the. The handshake. Yeah, moment, finally. Right? Where, where, where our are, generations, these... what we love about Star- <laughs> our different, you know, uh, loves of Star Wars finally coming together. The fucking line where she's like, I'm a close family friend. Just Ugh. fucking just tear your fucking hand into my chest and rip out my heart, Dave Filoni. What the actual fuck, dude? And then and to go back to the point of like, it helps robot Luke acting against a very adorable little uh, Yodelini, right? Um, it does show off a little bit more when he's acting against Ahsoka, where it's like, yeah, all right, like, we're, we're, we're going to get through it. But it, it's still that scene, at least, like, what's written on the page and, like, what they're going for uh, of, like, uh, her saying, you remind me of uh, your dad and stuff like that. Like, Dude, how does it feel for oh, you to shit. see the Filoni rise to power I mean, this um, is, and this is my thing is that like, yes, we're going to keep talking about like, this is a terrible Boba Fett show. Absolutely awful Boba Fett oh, yeah. show. Did we not say that? <laughs> terrible Boba Fett. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, but, it's a Boba Fett show? But it's crazy. The thing is, is like, I, like thinking about it going to bed last night, I was like, this is what they should have done from the first place. Before a fucking new trilogy, before it, like, they should have let Filoni have reign on letting him meld what he's been building for years into what people already know and love with Star Wars. The first thing we should have gotten before a new trilogy was Mando and just like building out the aftermath of episode six. And like, and then if you have enough uh, building blocks, then maybe do a a sequel trilogy where you have a little bit more to work with. Right. And I'll tell you what, a sequel trilogy in a world where John and Dave did these shows first, I think would have looked very different mm-hmm. and potentially would have had, you know, you got to, one thing that I will say when, when people say this, cause this is something I hear a lot is like, why did it take so long? Or why wasn't, why wasn't Dave just put in charge from the start? Things like that. 
you know, you have to remember that like Dave didn't direct anything live action until his episode of the Mandalorian. And Dave didn't do that. Dave only was able to do that. And I'm not saying only able to do that. Like he's not talented or whatever. He's one of the most talented people in the business, but it required John to come up through Marvel and come up through Disney and for the two of them to work together to really make this happen. And so it really was an issue of, of, of timing. Right. Um, and I think, you know, you needed Disney Plus to launch these shows because yeah. otherwise yeah. Disney would have been making these shows for another network and they would have been. I understand the logistics been, of it. Yeah. It just like it just like kind of pains me of like where Star Wars is at now and like how long it's taken us to get to this episode. Right. No. And I understand the dream. I understand the dream. But when people bring that up, I want to make sure that we also oh, understand yeah. the reality of it. A hundred percent. So Sage and Barrett and I, I want to know from, from y'all. The characterization of Ahsoka, I just like, I'm a, like when you say I'm a close family friend, because we know where this is in the timeline, right? This yeah. is mm-hmm. post Rebels, this is post everything. The fact that she's still able to separate Vader and Anakin. And I, I know, and that's been something I've been waiting for as well, especially when we knew we were going to get a, a live action Ahsoka at some point, uh, you know, or, you know, there are rumors of it going into Mandalorian season two and all this stuff. Like the thing I've been hoping for is like a conversation with the two of them kind of coming to like both coming to terms with like this person who is a big part of their lives being like having a very terrible side of them, a very terrible aspect of them. Um, and so we didn't quite get it, but I, we still got those moments. And that was just, I, I, I didn't think it would ever be real. Uh, but the fact that we got really close to like them just kind of like talking about that is just absolutely fucking insane to me. Yeah. That conversation was so well played. Like Rosario Dawson is just perfection as Ahsoka Tano. Truly. Like there's, there's not a note in the world to give to that performance for her. And it's just like, it was the earnestness in it, but also the like distance that she keeps as like a person and a character um, was really, really excellent. And I'm very glad that they kept it as brief as they did. As much as like the fan in me wants so much of them interacting. Right. And I'm like, give me a lore drop. Tell me everything. <laughs> Maybe they go on adventures. I don't know. Give me Maybe family emotional baggage. Drop it you all. Know? Make me cry. Right. But it was so, like, well-metered in what they gave us and that the only conversation they really had was about Anakin. I was just like, oh, there's so few people in the galaxy that can have this conversation with you. Thank you. I, <laughs> and I just love that, like, they're setting it up. This is they, they gave us, like, not just a taste. Like, they gave us a nice meal with this one. But then they also set it up of, like, they're going to see each other again. We're going to get those conversations. And, like, yeah. I just can't believe how much they're doubling down on Luke being a character. I like, know. he was a lead in this episode, and they ended it on a cliffhanger that he is still very much involved in. Like, there's so many different directions they can take it. And I am so interested in, in a bunch of different ones. Like, I think that we're in a rare place with uh, modern Star Wars right now that I am excited to see where they take it. And it's not, I'm hopeful they go this one direction. If they don't, I'm going to be upset. I'm more excited about where they're taking us because I think that they're playing with with their toys in a really interesting way. Yeah. yeah, there were two, you remember there were two things that you said, you and you and Barrett both brought up that were that I was like, no, nah, they can't do it. They won't do it. It's too, it's too complicated. It's too weird. It's not, one of them was heavy on the Luke. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way they can go heavy on Luke. No. But they did. They Unless did. they catch Sebastian Stan. But yeah, they, they did well, it. Well, I'll tell you what. As much as we're, you know, we're calling him Robot Luke, and that has a lot to do with the synthesis of the voice. But I do right. want to say that, like, uh, 
I think it was I think it was Graham and I think it was Graham and Scott. Uh, I think it was probably Graham Hamilton and Scott Lang. I'll, I'll double check, but uh, he had two body doubles that I saw in the in the credits, uh, and I think that Graham and Scott really did a great job of Mark's mannerisms. Oh my God, yes, 100%. Dude, him, him running around doing the flips, doing the Dagobah Yoda back, uh, you know, uh, backpacks. Uh, recreation that whole thing i'm like that's luke skywalker even like that's that is, standing that's is, this like dweeby ass weird ass loser kid from tatooine yeah. but like he's also a badass like i i luke has never looked cool doing a flip and no. i love that they maintained that here like it's i also I, really appreciate it's, that it's just great yeah uh, i think that's really excellent the scene of them when he's like let's go for a walk and they're like force skipping around i'm just like Oh my God. Oh my boy. Like Luke was never my guy in the original trilogy. Like I was a Han and Leia girl, but like, God, the amount of like successful nostalgia I felt, um, I felt sad when they had the CGI Carrie Fisher in the way that I was supposed to. I felt mm -hmm. shocked when they had the first CGI Luke and Mando like I was supposed to, but like this gave me Star Wars feelings for yeah. the first time they've been able to do that with a CGI human recreation. And Luke There's is my boy. So like yeah. this, this means so much to me, like getting this Luke back. And I know that I just sound like every freaking 30 year old white dude in, in the world, but like, I'm getting it. Like they're they're actually delivering me this thing, and it, you know, fan service is such a it's a bad word, right? But it shouldn't be a bad word. It should start from somewhere good, and at some point, fan service when it keeps happening stops being fan service and just turns into storytelling. Is it good storytelling? That's a different question. But I think that with <laughs> what Filoni's doing here is clearly there's the three eras, right? And take it or leave it. Everyone has their opinions on on what the quality of each era is. He's doing the best he can to just make it all work together. And I love that we're in this point right now that this post-Jedi world, before the sequels, he now needs to do exactly what he did for the prequels of make that those pieces of shit make sense as much as possible, and it enhances them. We're clearly seeing him do that for the, the sequels here. We're seeing Luke start to turn into the Luke that we see in the sequels. And that's going to yeah. be a really, really sad downfall. But I'm here for it, and I, I trust that they're going to like make it – make more sense to me and the amount that they're showing him with this green lightsaber makes me so fucking happy <laughs> i had a thought last night because i was thinking about it of like yeah like take what you will for the of the quality of any of the eras right i love and all I, of them uh, yeah and uh and i think there's such an interesting opportunity especially with the, them doubling down on luke where it's like i don't know if it'll hit for everybody but there is a possibility where they could uh, tell a story with Luke in this Filoni era verse post uh, uh, original trilogy that sells people more on his characterization in the sequel trilogy, which I find very fascinating. And like, again, maybe, maybe they do it. Maybe they don't. Uh, maybe it works for a lot of people. Maybe it doesn't, but I still think that's like a, a really fascinating just like possibility now that they're I, they're going all I do in. agree that like there is a to me as a Star Wars fan the gap between those is very easily like explained for how Luke became who he became um yeah. it's a lineage thing it's a bloodline thing it's it's you know the just dark pull of the force totally I, i'm very able to justify that in my head a lot of people don't want to and choose not to for how he got there and don't like it and that's okay that's completely valid i'm more interested in if we're going to continue telling skywalker story which we kind of all thought that we were done with if we're going to continue that i would be more interested in hearing it from the way it impacted people around him than more cgi luke stories yeah. there which is, is going to be a point right, right? yeah 
which is what Clone Wars, and I, I do love this uh, because I, like you, Sage, TLJ Luke makes perfect sense to me. Same. You were, you were the special golden boy, and then not everything got fixed by being the special golden boy. And you get mm -hmm. older, and you get disillusioned. And, and also there's like post-traumatic stress disorder at yeah. play of like having been to war and being afraid that you are going to be at the foot of the next literal thing that happens. It's just like your father. It's the, you know, it's the story of the old samurai, right? Like mm -hmm. these are samurai movies. They're cowboy movies and they're samurai movies. And so to me, TLJ Luke makes a lot of sense. But there was a moment that was really set up in this one that I think is very interesting. There were a couple moments. Number one is where he looks, Luke looks at Ahsoka and goes, what do I do with him? I'm the Jedi, I'm the second coming. I'm little baby space Jesus. <laughs> but I don't know how to be little baby space Jesus because my dad, I had to kill my dad, he could have taught me. Yeah. Uh, Yoda had to die, Obi-Wan had to die. I learned about three weeks worth of shit. I did my best and I'm very powerful, but how do I teach this? this kid who's maybe even more powerful than me. And you and, who I'm talking to technically aren't even a Jedi anymore, like yeah. where, we, where you but, stand, so. So he's like, I don't know what to do with this. And then the second one is when he offers the choice to Grogu, you can see, you can see in his face, oh Jesus, what do I do if he picks the armor? Yeah. So this is really interesting. Cool. And I wanna talk about all this, but before mm -hmm. we do, let me tell you a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. If you've been listening to any kind of funny podcast, you know that we absolutely love using DoorDash. It's so great. It's so simple to just be able to order whatever food we want and then have it delivered right to our house along with the restaurants you love. You can now get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. You can get some drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. Uh, with over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos. We always talk about Volcano Curry in San Francisco, of course. Uh, ordering is easy and your items will be left outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off whether it is the local favorites or the nationwide chains like things like popeyes cheesecake factory all of that for a limited time y'all can get 25 percent off and zero delivery fees on your first order of 15 dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter code kinda funny that's 25 percent off up to a 10 dollar value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the doordash app in the app store and enter code kinda funny don't forget that's code kinda funny for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, subject to change, terms apply. So I'm so interested in everything you're just saying here. And like talking about the, the Last Jedi Luke, I'm totally down with Last Jedi Luke. I always just wanted more of what we're getting now here of like seeing how he turned into that. So like, I'm just, I'm so happy with, with the, the characterization of Luke so far from what we got of Mando season two and now going in here. But I'm really interested in this Luke Skywalker, this couple years post-Jedi. So he has toppled the Empire. This isn't the, a week after that, though. This is, what, two years, right? Five, Five years. years. What was it? Five years. Nine ABY? Or yeah, is this, so no, this is four ABY. It's five years after Jedi was when Mando season one started, so it's it's rough. And then two Jedi was two years after New Hope, right? Yeah. So so five yeah, so years after Jedi. You're, sometime, yeah, you're not, nine ABY, that makes sense. It yeah. is, yeah, I was right, yeah. nine ABY. So some, time, right. some time has <laughs> passed here, so Luke's clearly been doing something because Luke's talking like a prequel Jedi. All this attachment and all this stuff. He never was taught that by Yoda. He was never taught that by Obi-Wan in the original trilogy. Like that is a, a new thing for us of getting Luke Skywalker kind of with the teachings and understandings of the prequel type Jedi stuff. And I'm really interested because I feel like that goes directly against 
original trilogy, Luke, and him kind of rejecting the the Jedi ways and like him trying to save his dad, right? Like yeah. everything we see at the end of Jedi, yeah. I think, is is Luke kind of creating a new type of, of Jedi. So I'm interested in is this a test, a double test for Yoda, making him choose? Does he actually want him to choose the defense? choose the thing that is not the flashy weapon right and that is the the new jedi way maybe i'm just being crazy and wanting this to be what i want to be but like i i think that that is way more interesting than him just going back to what i always thought was really lame of the you need to not have attachments it's like hey but what about this attachment this attachment this attachment this attachment oh those and, don't and count. what about, and yeah and what about the time you had attachments and you left your jedi training to go mm-hmm. and I, I but i really like that i really like that yeah. uh that kind of conflict and how he's redoing it to someone else but you know giving them the choice where like Luke kind of like just kind of gave like in at least in the eyes of Yoda at the time like he just kind of just like left and gave up it's not like Yoda gave him the choice of like oh well you know you could stay here and become a Jedi or you can do this and you know have your worldly attachments but give up on Jedi training and stuff um I, I think that's a really interesting just like turn for him to be the teacher and to give that choice. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see what we get out of that. Uh, not just for Grogu, but for, for, for Luke as well. Um, so, so, Luke, so, I want to bring so up real my, quick. Sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Just just real quick is I really like how – and th- one of my favorite things about the Mandoverse so far is the theme music. Obviously, that was incredible. And when it comes back, they do such a good job of having the old-school classic John Williams cues like Yoda's theme and all that stuff in this and the Force theme and all that. But I love that they've kind of created a new theme for Luke where he has – the, the theme that played when he came in the season two finale plays throughout this episode, and it's very dark and foreboding. Like, I, I didn't expect them. It worked for that scene because it's supposed to, like, be this rise of, like, who is this? Oh, my God, is it him? Oh, my God, it's him. This is insane. But now it kind of has a different meaning to it where it's, like, you can see how conflicted he is. And, like, I like that there is this almost dark side sound to the theme itself in his confliction when he's, like, talking to Ahsoka, like, what do I do with him? And even when he's, like, at the top of the trees with Grogu, like, it, I I love that Luke is still learning. And I yeah. love yeah. that, like, I feel like we are going to get way more of him than I expected. Go well, for it, so this is where I, this is where I push my glasses up. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a lot of the connective tissue, the uh, the expanded, like, basically the the new the new canon, whatever you want to call it, a lot of Luke stuff has happened, whether it's in the Marvel comics, whether it's in the novels, uh, even in, you know, even in uh, Battlefront, Battlefront, we too, saw yeah. a lot of Luke. Uh, and Luke has been on a journey to find out what Jedi mean. That's mm-hmm. one of the things he's been doing since the fall of the empires. He's been searching for these things. He, he knows he's part of a tradition. He wants to know how to continue that tradition. So seeing him sort of talk about these attachments and things like that. I think, number one, it's a little out of character for, for like you're saying, original trilogy Luke. It wasn't out of tri- out of character for his training. Like like Barrett said, Yoda tried to tell him. He's like, dude, if you go to your friends now, this is the problem with friends. You see what right. I'm saying? If you go to your friends now, you won't be able to help them. If you stay with me, and you know, Mand- Din had to see that same thing and had to be told that by Ahsoka. So we're seeing this sort of like, this sort of, Proto Jedi Luke. This is a this is a guy who's figuring out how to be a Jedi. He wants to teach the Jedi ways. This is the beginning, and that's why that that dark music is so good. Even though we see even we see all these good spider bots building this temple that we know is not going to go well. Yep. This is something that is doomed to fail. Yeah. And here here he is 
repeating a lot of the mistakes that the other Jedi made because the Jedi are gone and he's learning from their texts. And he hasn't, he hasn't, he's not the guy who throws the lightsaber yet. He's not the guy who burns the temple yet. You know, he's not the guy who goes, these books suck and they took me down the wrong path. Yeah. He still believes he's rebuilding something noble at this point. And we know that he's not. Yeah, you know? I'm really interested in the direction they take it, though, because I, I still think like even I've, I've I played Battlefront. I've read a lot of the, the Luke centered comics and stuff, and I still think they have the potential for him to try to make a Jedi Academy. That's a different style of Jedi. And I, I, oh, for sure. I think ending this episode on the cliffhanger the way they did is going to go. Like, there's a bunch of ways it could go. But the lamest answer is he ends up joining the fight next episode in his little Mandalorian armor. And I hope that that's not the case. I that, mean, they, they set up him. Now he's able to do mad hops, Tim. You know, mm -hmm. they no, set so it what up. What do you think he's going to choose? I love little his little jumpies. Hops. Uh, his little hops were so good. Adorable. Everything's I mean, so good. So so look, like following this show with, with how Book of Boba Fett has been going, which is an uh, unmitigated disaster in terms of pacing and in terms of being a Boba Fett show. But in terms of just being it's a Mandoverse show, if you don't care about what the title is, if it's just weekly Star Wars, like which is kind of how they've been treating it. It's just Filoni-verse and all this shit. I honestly, and I know this is going to sound crazy to fucking say, I would not be surprised if um, in the same way that episode that season two of Mando ended and we got the Book of Boba Fett tease at the end, right. if we get the, the war, we get whatever they do with the Boba Fett situation, maybe Grogu does go with him and Grogu isn't his first student and that uh, at the Academy. Guess who would be the first student? Ben. Ben Solo. And mm -hmm. guess who's going to bring Ben Solo? Han Solo. And, and from what we've seen. In a stinger. And this show just keeps throwing everybody. You want Cat right. Bane, you get Cat Bane. And like, I think that like we, there's still potential for the Kira Han Solo connection. And we I know that this album is going to talk about Cat Bane. We haven't yeah, talked about Cat Bane. We haven't talked about Timothy Oliphant, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm with you, Tim. I think that Ben Solo is the first actual student at the Academy. Yeah. I think that the fact that he was so inexperienced <laughs> in running that and teaching these people means that this does not go on much longer. That's my headcanon for it, um, is that he didn't get all of the experience of raising a Jedi before that generation of them, or maybe he'd have been a little better at it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we know because of the rise of Kylo Ren comics, um, if they're following the comic book canon, which they are, sort of. But, but I mean, yeah. I, I, mean I, re I remember a, a comic book canon of Yoda's lightsaber not well, being with Luke. So there, there are a couple things with Yoda's lightsaber. You want to get into it, we can get into it. But um, the rise of Kylo Ren does say that Ben Solo is the first student of the temple. Mm. Okay. So... Yep. Whatever that means, that doesn't mean Grogu can't be hanging out. The temple isn't built yet. Mm -hmm. You know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's no real class yet. That's it, actually right true. That could still be absolutely justifiable, I think. Yeah. In that the and, and, academy didn't exist. It was just someone he ha trained, right. you know? Yeah. Interesting. So who knows? So who knows? And then uh, the lightsaber, I believe, that, that, uh, that he has is the second one that he builds for himself on Dagobah, which is not in the films, but it's in other shit mm, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha that makes sense yeah because that other one he lost he, dude he lost that one like dooku yeah him. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah we gotta talk about cad bane let's get into cad bane well, well, oh. so, yeah cad bane i mean first off awesome he's here and we're gonna see him in boba but the the one line that i want to talk about is the syndicate like he talks mm -hmm. about the syndicate and the syndicate was a capital s 
So it's like they, they're treating these these groups of crime people as like not just the pikes. It's like yeah. the syndicate is a thing. There's so something I, there's something larger ever, going on. I, yep. I believe in the Kira theory. Yeah. Uh, I believe in the the Kira theory. Before we even like dive deep into that, I I just love the thread and the the slight tease to this kind of end scene before we go back to to Grogu. Right um, at the very beginning, right we see Timothy Oliphant going up against so cool. uh, like, uh, talking to these pikes. He's like, "Get out of here! You you, you you ain't a part of these parts," you know. And you know him him killing all of them kicking over the spice and it was like oh shit like that's cool and then like we immediately get lost into like all the stuff that man is doing uh go through all the luke stuff the grogu stuff and then you kind of just forget about it and then you know mando finally uh goes back to tattooing we see boba fett for like two seconds and we're like oh, yeah hey, we're, we're we're gonna oh hey i forgot that this is your show um you know uh black chrysanthemum's there the mods are there it's a cool like it's cool to see like the the team together uh even mm -hmm. if it is very very quick and mando's like all right well we need foot soldiers maybe 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 i can do something about that and so when he goes to the the town i was like oh shit right we saw like we saw timothy elephant at the beginning of this episode like of course he would go to to someone local he knows and trusts and so i thought that was a really cool kind of setup where they like they give you a they plant a seed then they make you forget about it, and they're like, all right, now he's back. But, but at the same time, like, when we talk about pacing, we're talking about the building up of this syndicate, the building up of the Pikes as the bad guys, and they, they front-loaded that a little bit with, with the Tuscan stuff. But how nice would it have been to have, the, to go to Freetown, to go to Mos Pelago, have this thing where we see that the Pikes are spreading out across Tatooine, have that little scene, maybe in like episode three or four, and then don't go back to that for a couple episodes. That's I really exactly feel like they're, they're getting into the habit of loading up the moments of guest reveals and spectacle rather than pacing out the story in a way. Like, I don't, you know, the Sinister Syndicate, really the idea is only coalescing in my head over the end of last episode and the beginning of this one. You know what I mean? It's it's still nebulous in my mind. Like it's right. getting there, but I there is no empire looming. Yeah. There is no first order looming. And I can't point to Kylo Ren. I can't point to Vader. It's you know? still it's still just such a like a, a cloudy spectacle of like whatever the fuck they're going up against. And I, I, I think the only way they, they can try to salvage it, it's too late to salvage for this show book of boba fett season one whatever we're calling it right it's too late to salvage it for that but i think a way they could salvage it for the future and you know it's not like they're making these weekly right like this has been their plan for a while right and so i could see the possibility they have their fight with the pikes this next episode maybe most likely it's not a really satisfying like oh they're going up against these uh you know these these fishmen um, but I could see that event of taking out the pikes leading to a reveal scene of someone report yeah. like being that fight being lost, being reported to the head of the syndicate and that being revealed of like, oh, this is who they're facing up against again, way too late. Not great for this story being told right here in these seven episodes, but in the mm -hmm. larger scheme of things of like what they might be building up to still could be cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. That, that is definitely where I was like, man, we're in one more episode and I, 
Besides one person, I don't give a fuck about who they're about to fight in this last episode. Now, what this left for me was we've been talking about like, well, it must be the last episode. That's the war with the Pikes or now the larger syndicate. Um, But it led me to believe that there's no freaking way. There's no way. There's one more episode. It's not happening. We're not doing a full like start to finish war. So is this setting up the larger threat of the Mandalorian season as opposed to a threat that is going to be buttoned by this season? Absolutely. I I think that's the case. I mean, I do think that they have gathered and focused enough, which is hilarious to say because it was literally 30 seconds in this episode of Boba Mm -hmm. Fett. But uh, like seeing the mods, again, love that they call them the mods. uh, But seeing like the group that they've kind of like got together, it's not just a couple dudes now. Like there is a lot of factions like working together, like Chrysanthemum and and all of them that like, and we have Mando there as well. And the, um, the Jabba Palace guards, all that stuff. Like there's enough people that they have to have something to do next episode or else it's really going to be all for naught and the show is going to be like a disaster so they're going to go up against something there is going to be a battle next week will it be a war i don't don't think it's a full-out war against the syndicate i I do think they they take care of boba's territory this this Mm. last episode i and and that's all i've been expecting is that all he cares about is his territory this one thing that seems so big and important to him that is one tiny aspect to a more looming threat that we will get uh over the course of you know uh mando verse uh lore over the next few years um and so yeah i i definitely see that where they're gonna they're gonna fight some some fish people yeah, we're we're gonna fight uh, Cad Bane next week, and you know, and then Bing Bang Boom. Maybe. <laughs> we're gonna fight Cad Bane next week. We're gonna yeah, fight we are, dude. Yeah, dude. Cad Bane. Shit. I just, I just, Cad Bane. We got very close up on Cad Bane's face a lot. How did everybody feel about that? Before, because like this live action Cad Bane. I feel like he had the teeth that we wanted the Pikes to have. <laughs> yeah. That's number one. I felt number two. I was so happy to hear Corey's voice. Yes. He, yeah. He will forever be Cad Bane. I'm so glad Corey didn't have to get into any makeup, but <laughs> it took me a second to be convinced that it was him because it, it yeah. wasn't until like his last hat line. was a gigantic. Yeah, it, it was. That's <laughs> the thing is, it was serving like really toned down Pharrell. Yeah, and and well, no, 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 not visually. It was the the voice. It was. <laughs> I'm not talking about Cad Bane. The second he was there walking, like even from the distance, I knew I was like. That's my fucking boy. That's our boy. I was I was not convinced that it was the original voice actor until the very last line, where you kind of mm. he, you kind of hear it a little more. Felt like it was a little toned down uh, in this scene compared to like his animated performances. But his, his animated movie. one has a bit of like Pennsylvania Dutch in it yes. that I always think is really funny. Like yeah. it's a little like it's a little Amish and you, Mennonite and, and you sometimes. Lose, and I think it was a little lost in the scene, but then you hear it at like the very end. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's uh, the the yeah. scene. Guys, I think they were like, reel it up, buddy. Guys, his, his little lips made me uncomfortable. Yeah. And this is, so you're asking, like, how do we feel about live action Cad Bane? You know, like, it did, am I, you know, should I have been careful for what I wish for kind of situation? And for me, it's one of those things, we talked about it with the Pikes, right? It's always going to be jarring for characters who were designed for originally an animated show, especially a very style, like, very specific style of animated show to be translated into live action. Um, I don't think he looks as pathetic as the the Pikes, but there there was a little bit of like pause where. But I also have to remind myself of like 
he is in the Clone Wars, and the Clone Wars are all about, you know, very sharp edges, like very stylized uh, cartoon animated style. And so to bring him into live action, I was like, you know what? I'm fine with this. You know, his teeth are definitely, like, he definitely had some buck teeth uh, moments uh, when he was trying to put, uh, you know, close his mouth sometimes. But yeah, I, I, I do, sure. like, looking at this, like, the, like just looking at the still image, it doesn't uh, upset me. He looks Personally, a little. I really liked it. He looks a little lighter blue than I wanted him to, to, to look, but we also <laughs> haven't seen him, I think, canon in a visual medium in 20 years. So it's like, yeah, the, the boy's aged a little bit, I'm so. I really liked it. I actually thought that the character makeup was really, really fantastic. I thought that, like, the whole, uh, like, the way that they contoured to achieve that face shape on a human skull, as someone who's, like, a little bit of a special effects yeah. makeup nerd, I think that the way that they used the blue with those black, the way it comes yeah, in the, to, the, like, the way that they utilize his, like, kind of, yeah, the, the way they utilize his kind of, like, face, uh, yeah, I, like, here. I thought this was really freaking cool. His little lippies did make me uncomfortable. They were just, like, a little small and crusty and doing some weird stuff throughout <laughs> they're it. they're supposed to. I but think they're, they're supposed, supposed to. to. Right. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to want to smooch Cad Bane. I do, I though. So, I mean, uh, yeah. the teeth, I'm, I'm, I'm back interested, okay? <laughs> but the lips, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I thought that it, I, you remember my main argument was like, please don't do it. It's going to look silly. I thought it looked great. Uh, you know, you think about the, you think about the Duros, like, you know, Cad Bane is the first like foreground Duros like we've seen, but then you think about the Duros, like, cause they were in the background of the cantina and they were like stationary rubber masks. They were mid ground characters. They were never meant to move. Right. Mm -hmm. So the evolution of this, like this kind of character is really really good i and i knew I you were convinced so uh, carboni i knew you were cool. convinced because you're like his hat is so fucking big and i will say he he doesn't always have the same hat because i do think this this hat right that's here, more like the one he's wearing yeah. yeah and i think this is the one that we see him wear in bad batch if i'm if i'm uh yeah this is this is yeah, bad batch. yeah and so I, I think his really big one he loses eventually and he gets a new <laughs> one at some point in clone wars i forget when that so happens but yeah Here's a fun fact. There was a Cad Bane costume that was made for events around around Clone Wars. And uh, when we sent Max Scoville to the warehouse to open up all the stuff that we did, like it's uncatalogued stuff, he found one of the Cad Bane hats and he said it was so heavy. He said it was like 20 pounds to wear a Cad Bane hat. And he said the moment he put it on- Look at how big this original hat is. Look at how yo, big that is. Incredible. He, he said he could feel his vertebrae and Max Scoville's a big guy. He's, he's like 6'4". He's a tall boy, but they also got rid of like they they toned down like his weird long cartoon duster and all that stuff. Like they really made him fit into the world. Uh, I I hope this is not how the marshal goes out because I love Co I love Cobb Vanth. I Dude. think I think they're both dead. I'm gonna be. I think they're dead. No, 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 no. Medics came to help him. I mean, there they was a lot show, of like they wouldn't show medics come to help him if he was dead. Those, they, you know, they I thought those were just town folks who were just like they did about him. say like get a doctor and then uh, someone was like get a med kit yeah um, bring a stim I yeah. think they're calling that out like showing the other guy get fucking blasted to yeah, hell he, and that, then that dude only is in the shoulder yeah I, I I think that they're trying to tell us he's still alive and I hope so because I'm with you Carboni I really like him Timothy Oliphant looks dope as hell and I just love his he costuming Star Wars Even, really well which is like yeah not something that if you had told me beforehand like before his surprise appearance and 
uh, episode one, season two of Mando, I would have been like, well, that's kind of weird. Isn't that going to be distracting? It's like uh, casting Game of Thrones guys, uh, the, the the hammer maker in, um, in uh, Infinity War. Like, it's kind of distracting because he's such a, like, I don't think of him as something in that universe. Where it's Unlike like, all the other unknown Marvel actors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just but, small people getting yeah. their start. Um, but there, there's something to talk about when it's such a, a like a, a random role and you have such a big like uh, actor that you wouldn't expect like it gets distracting to a point and I would have mm-hmm. assumed that uh, before uh, Oliphant came in that that would have been the same for him but he just he fits into the universe so well and he is one of the characters where like he's he's a really great backwater planet Filoni character and Filoni yeah. utilizes those characters so well where they, you know, the Jedi come out in the clone wars to help this one planet one time and you fall in love with some of the townsfolk and then they leave and you're like, Oh cool. That was a cute episode. And then they come back like three seasons later and you're like, Oh my God, like what have they been up to? And he is one of those, like, I feel like he's one of the first and, and few live action Mandoverse characters that they can do that with. And so, yeah, if, if he is dead, I'm 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 bummed out uh, because yeah. I, I think he's great, and I would love to see him kind of just randomly help out every once in a while. Um, he's but, a good he's a good character to come back. I want to like yeah. shout out first of all Chuck Wendig, my buddy Chuck Wendig, who created Cobb Vanth for the aftermath novel, um, and a, a lot of this stuff like this was uh, stuff that was created in the aftermath trilogy, which was Road to the sequels. Right? You remember they had the Journey to Force Awakens, right? And uh, Man, they kept they kept all of the stuff that Chuck created, like most Pelago and becoming free town and like the way all that happens, even him having the armor. When they showed the guy in Boba Fett's armor, I was like, I texted Chuck, I was like, is that Cobb Vanth? Fucking doing oh, it, yeah. Is that Cobb Vanth? Um, so this whole story and just bringing Timothy Oliphant, like he's so his attitude in this episode just solidifies the character so much more. The the whole thing where like yeah, I'm a nice guy and I want to help people. But the thing where like he sits down with Din at the table and he's like, now you and I are square. You you took the armor and you stopped the thing. So you can't come here and ask yeah. me for stuff. You're not allowed. And I, I, like, I love that. <laughs> I, I love that Din like kind of return. He's like, it's, it's hard to ask for a favor. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I loved that kind of, you know, mutual respect the respect he has uh for for that character well, you know and din's growth as a person character growth exactly yeah. it's it was the character growth when he was like this is hard and i'm doing it yeah i was just yeah. like ooh, okay i was I'm raised to show i was raised to show nobody anything about me and yeah. I'm telling you that I think of you as a friend. Yeah. I mean, like, him and ugh. Mando together, I think is just great and makes him even better. Like the Marshall has been one of my favorite of the the newer characters. I just love his swagger. I love how even take the Boba uh, Fett armor off of him. He still looks cool. I love his haircut. He has its hair goals. I hope that when I get older, that's how my hair looks. And I hope it doesn't look like Robert Patrick's in Peacemaker. And I think God. it's going to look like that. Uh, but I am you just think so. Robert Patrick's hair always looks like that, Tim. <laughs> that is absolutely a way. Do you think? Do you think no, that? No, do you no, think no, when no, Robert no. Patrick wakes up in the morning, he looks like the dad from Peacemaker? Well, I'm just saying that when I'm older, I'm still going to style my hair that way, and I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I yeah, hope yeah. I don't look like that. I hope I look like Timothy Oliphant in in this because he looks so badass, and I love that he doesn't just look badass; he is badass, and he talks badass, and he's badass with other badasses. And oh. seeing Mando and him talk. It just reminds me of how Boba Fett is not what I expected him to be, yeah, not what you, I wanted him to be. And it's just like, what what did they do with all of this? What, especially, it's like uh, such insult to injury <laughs> with the book of Boba Fett. So you not only not featuring Boba Fett, but featuring two better Boba Fetts. My favorite line 
my favorite line that the marshal has, and he does it like three times in the hand. He's like, you want to think about it? Like, that's all he says. Yeah. Uh-huh. You want to think about it? And that's, that's it. That's it's, it. Like it's the, the so way, cool. like y'all were talking about, like uh, kind of like the the samurai and like Western tropes of like this. This scene was like they hit the Western trope hard. Western star in space trope, and it's so fucking cool. And like, uh, and this is something I'm fascinated about because uh, listening to like a couple other people like kind of talk about maybe watching Boba Fett and stuff like that. Like, is it worth it? And you know, like for for us who are like major Star Wars dor- dorks, like. It, it finally paid off with like these last two episodes of like where they're the setup of like where they're going and stuff like that. But I'm left to wonder, and this is something that we've kind of talked about before, of like people who were just like, yeah, Ma- Mandalorian was pretty cool, and you know, I've, I've watched the movies. I'll check out this Boba Fett uh, show, and you know, maybe uh, I'll, I'll I'll learn more about the Boba Fett. Um, no, you've I learned wonder... more about Cobb Vanth in this series than yeah. you have. <laughs> and I texted my sister. I was like, hey, are you watching Boba? Because, you know, my sister doesn't like Star Wars, likes yeah. Grogu. She's gotcha. a Grogu fan. Yeah. I was like, are you watching Boba Fett? She's like, oh, should I? I was like, uh, you can start from this episode. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah. Dip in, and, yeah. And, but I, it, but even with like the uh, leaving aside like the the Grogu stuff and and, and stuff like that, because that's stuff that's been set up in Mandalorian in the Mandoverse. Like I, I am left wondering of like the Cad Bane reveal, the you know still building up to the uh, syndicate and stuff like that. Like, does that do anything for 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 newcomers? Does it even pique their interest? You like people who no. have no, no idea. Of like who- cool blue cowboy peaks interest. Like I, I yeah. went and I checked. I was like, I looked up blue cowboy this morning. I was like, blue cowboy trends through the roof. And I was no, I was looking at it, and there were so many articles. Who is the blue cowboy? What is the blue cowboy mm. about? Like all this stuff. He's a visually cool character, and look at that. Look pit- at that shot right there. Like damn, that's way to good. But wait, but show me one where he shows his little mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did, I did in fact mouth. drop a link in the general. I mean, if you wanted, if you wanted, uh, if you want to look at his like, I, there is a link in the general chat, and okay, just, on, just if, if you wanted that, I don't know. I left it there a little bit ago. Um, <laughs> I also before we, it's 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 a little because he was getting so angry and he was giving a little, and it was his mouth kept moving and like scrunching up all weird. <laughs> Jennifer um, Beale, guys. Oh. That's the thing is I wanted to oh, talk about, about Garza that Flip before scene. we saw yeah before we sign off we gotta talk about Garza Flip is Garza fucking Flip dead? Yes, I hope not. He has to be. Oh right? yeah, Garza All, Flip is dead. Yeah, but there's yeah. no way she every, got out of that. Every which is everybody so in there died, and that was such a like I loved that scene, and I know and the thing that like I left this episode with outside of all the other cool shit was like man like they've really kind of I feel like missed the mark on building up this Boba Fett story mm-hmm. and this moment is so fucking good and we should have had more moments like that to build up the lengths of like where the pikes are willing to go where their bosses the like the entire syndicate is willing to go we're like we've had this established thing where we're theorizing who this character like is she gonna be like more important is she like you know like secretly like has a hand in all of this like what's going on with her and for them to just fucking murk them was just like a holy shit yeah kind of like our thoughts on the story turned upside down 
they're, they're, these are the bad guys. And I wish we got more moments like that before I, this one. You know? I think that, that everything me. that they've set up about Boba Fett in this series, and like this is not me being dramatic, I think all of it could have been an episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes. 100%. I think one, that all one of Boba Fett's yeah. story could have been one. And also, like, if I was watching a season of Mando, for instance, and they gave an episode to Boba Fett, I wouldn't be like, whoa, this isn't the Mandalorian. I would be like, oh, cool. Yeah, exactly. Right? Here's my because pitch. He show. Here's my pitch for you. Instead of saying, instead of calling it Book of Boba Fett, I mean, look, they called it the Book of Boba Fett because Boba Fett is in it. He's a, he's a, he's, Hugely popular he's, character. He's a way to sell the show without spoiling the other ways to sell the show. Right, but listen, they created the they created the title, a Star Wars story. Mm -hmm. They created that for the films. Yeah. What if we just got in between in between seasons of The Mandalorian or Ahsoka or things that follow a character that we know? What if we got these six episode things that they called Star Wars stories? Right. That. And it just follows characters we know, and it builds these things out. I would love that. And then, I mean, it's essentially what we have with this, but you don't get like a, you don't get like a really talky Boba Fett who doesn't, who's like just hanging, you know? Yeah. Like you don't yeah. need to, you don't need to do that to Boba Fett to have an interesting Star Wars series. I agree. Yeah. So many directions to go. One last thing I want to bring up. It's just in, in crazy theories and shit. The choice that Luke gives Grogu is interesting in so many ways of like, wow, the what Kingdom are they doing Hearts with their choice? They, they, exactly. But they're clearly like they're, they're going to have to answer that choice. And there's, there's there's not many ways it could go. He either does this or he does this. But I do think that it kind of does uh, flow out from that of like each choice he makes could then turn into a bunch of different decisions. But I am just going to say they're building up that the Mandalorian sees Grogu as a Mandalorian. And if he doesn't take Yoda's lightsaber, there is another saber out there that he can take. And it's the dark saber. And I'm just going to say it. It feels like they're going to build this up that baby Yoda gets the dark saber. Oh, it feels I like the storytelling the show the is building. I will say with like my continued want and predictions of Cad Bane, um, I, I, I feel like I like I think I did predict like the Luke showing up because there were like questions of like who was going to show up at the end of Mando season two and I was mm -hmm. pretty confident it was Luke. you did you did say Luke you um, did and so with Fil like I I feel like just Filoni and I are just like in the same brain like wavelength okay. brain okay. kind of <laughs> like uh, uh, parallels right and I just mm, I need I to predict this I need to predict this here. I, I already tweeted it out, and I know it might not be the person who was cast for the Ahsoka show, uh, Mary Elizabeth Wynn said, but I'm calling it right now, especially, uh, and I want to bring it up because Ahsoka was uh, shown in this episode, is that in the Ahsoka show, we're getting the fourth sister, and the fourth sister is going to be revealed to be Barriss, and that's all I'm fucking saying, and I'm predicting I mean, that now, and it's going to happen. I think I knowing I, Filoni was going to kill off Barris originally at the end of that arc in Clone Wars and then was like, mm, I have an idea for her. Hey, can I tell you what, Barrett? I've been naysaying your theories so far, mostly based on mostly based on aesthetic choices. Mm -hmm. But I'll Fair. tell you this story wise. I think you're on the money. Yeah. I think you're on the mind. I think Barris Offie's coming back in a big, big way. I do you know who I think? Do I know who? Do you know who I think they will maybe show first? Mm. We know who is playing Sabine Wren. That's mm -hmm. true. 
we might see Sabine first, especially because of the Mando connection. Right. I mean, I've been we wanting might, to, We were so we close might to see Sabine, Sabine first. We were about to get she like a Sabine direct call out. What was it? Last episode? Like, mm -hmm. I, 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 I need her. Also, that, but here's. But can I ask you something? Can I ask you guys something? Ask me. How would a Grogu carry that dark saber? He He's so it's, small. It's so, if you want to talk about weird aesthetic choices, any saber. <laughs> well, he's got a little one. I'm telling you, he's gonna a do it. Happy Maybe one. Use the force. It's a Final Fantasy shit. The, the saber's just around him, fucking things up. Uh, they're, that's great. They're spelling out awesome. with Rogu, dude. I'm telling you, they're going all in. This episode, like, really convinced me that they're going off the deep end and. Like the future of Star Wars is Grogu and Ahsoka, and Filoni has taken over. It's his world now. We're all just living in it. My turn for a for a question like that. Was anyone else surprised it was chainmail? Well, we talked yeah, about Carboni brought it up last yeah. week. Tiny yeah. little chainmail. I, I saw the little links and I was like, yeah. chainmail. And I was I was yeah. half joking, but I was like half like, no, that's chainmail. And I yeah. guess it's because he's so little a guy. Yeah. I guess. I and he's still it. growing? And yeah. if he chose the lightsaber, here's what would be the biggest crime. We'd never get to see the little guy in chainmail. Yeah, but then <laughs> but then we're gonna lose his little like fluffy neck cloak thing that I love but so it can much. Go under. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or over right. it. What's yeah, that? yeah. Oh. I love I this so see much. The little guy in chainmail. <laughs> That's all I want. And we're gonna see it hopefully uh the coming well, not coming weeks. Next week. We have one more week and we'll see what happens. Cause literally anything can happen. This show doesn't give Fuck a all. fuck. You we'll get everything you know. McGregor can come out. He's just like, please, hey, I'm Obi-Wan. What's please. up, motherfuckers? <laughs> but anyways, we'll see what happens. I love you all. Till next time. Goodbye. <laughs>